Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, guess what? This is an opening to the opening. In the show, sometimes I reference Chris, but I'm not talking always to Chris Burden, sound extraordinaire, Chris Burden. Uh, I have a friend that, there whose name is also Chris. So a lot of times when I'm going, Chris, do you know where I'm Chris, do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, it's, I'm talking to my friend Chris. Well, they're both my friends, but you'll know what I mean. I'm not talking to Chris Burden. I don't know why I thought it was neat to bring that up, but you might go, you know, eh, probably wouldn't even have mattered if I didn't brought it up, but I did. Now here's the other opening. Hey, how are you? I'm in Philadelphia. I'm at my parents' house, yes. You always feel like a kid at your parents' house. I think it's a good thing. It's fun. It really is. I came home last night. Uh, they were already sleeping because I got in really late and I was in the kitchen and on the floor on a little blanket was like an eight week old, nine week old little bulldog puppy. Holy shit. I seriously picked it up and started biting its face. I, it was, it's, that is just crazy cute at that age. I mean, they're always cute, but at that age it was like ridiculous. Anyway, there's that. But I'm home. It's not much colder here than it was in L.A. But I'm going to enjoy everybody. I'm going to enjoy my family. My nieces, my nephews. Twenty-two of us are going to be here Christmas Day. And it's going to be fun. I did all my shopping today. One day I got it all done. So, what can I say? This show is, you know, it's it was, we had a lot of fun, but it's a two-parter. 
It's a two-parter. There's a few times I get a little tongue-tied. Some, I don't know what it is with me. I'm like, it's what I do for a living. I talk, and then you'll you'll know the moments. You guys will know. You'll be like, there'll be some moments you'll be like, I know, I, I think I know what Todd's trying to say. It's more like the first 20 minutes, that type of stuff. I think I know what Todd's trying to say here. He's trying to be positive, and he just gets a little lost in his thoughts. But anyway, I'll clean it all up on the almost Dr. Kevin Sousa show, some of those things. And next week, we might have mentioned it on this show, but Grandma Dirt, next week the show will be closed out by Grandma Dirt did a version of Try a Little Kindness by Glenn Campbell, and that's how we're going to close out the show next week, and she did a really good job. She also did it right into the... Sometimes we use the house sound system, and then we pick it up through the mics. This time we went right into the board. So it really, I mean, I love the way she closed the show this week, but next week it's right into the board. It's like crystal clear and just a great version, a really great version. I really loved it. I think she should record it as a single. (laughs) That's right. I'm a recording artist now. I mean, I'm a, uh, what do you call it? A guy that promotes music. Oh my God, I don't know what it's called. So, everybody, oh, guess what? I I knew there was something I wanted to say. This week, I got some, I'm not going to say what they were, or what they were about, but I got some really nice emails. And you know what? Thank you. I'm going to repeat something that I said before, but I think it's worth repeating. Same thing with the tweets. Sometimes it seems like I only respond to the negative tweets. How about saying thank you to all the nice tweets, which I did do tonight. But I think sometimes if you retweet a positive tweet, it could look, you know, like you're complimenting yourself. Same thing with an email. If you go on when people write all these kind emails and you... That's why you end up just sometimes comedically acknowledging the negative ones. But I don't care if I've said it before. I'll say it again. They're overwhelmingly kind, and um, that's the answer to why. Oh, why do you just read the negative ones? Because sometimes they make better comedy, and the ones that are kind and they make you feel really good, to repeat those just seems like you're just complimenting yourself on the air. But I get them, believe me. And they are overwhelmingly very kind. And even the ones that might have some criticism... To be honest, they're pretty kind, too, the way they go about it. So there's a lot of good people, as Mr. Fred Rogers said, which is a good thing to remember sometimes. A lot of good people. A lot of good, decent people. It's a good thing to remember. All righty, everybody. Who am I? You know, by the way, I'm just reminding myself of that sometimes, but it is true. Alrighty, I don't want to come off like some, trying to be some, you know what I'm trying to say. Eventually I won't have to say anything, we'll just turn on the mics for two hours and I'll just go, you know what I mean. <laughs> Alright. Explosion bus, I gotta go, bye. Now entering Nerdist.com Alright, so this is it, this is the Christmas episode, don't fuck it up. Is everyone in a good mood? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead. You can roll the... uh...
Exciting. It is fun. Oh. Sarah, so Sarah. The Todd Glass Show launches August 12th. Jimmy Kimmel. Hey, it's Zach. Oh. Listen, man, I really want to come on the the podcast. I've got stuff to promote. Comedy Central presents. It's true. Can you pause that uh, without starting it over? I'm excited already, everybody. This show, you know, you can't say it every week because then people think, oh, you just say it every week. You, you, you got to save it for this is going to be a fun show. Everyone here, I told everybody a week ago, I said, come light. Whatever you got to do, come light. And, and we all feel good. We have clean heads. So even if you're listening right now and you, if you have a little heaviness, hey, I feel the heaviness. Heavy. Someone, who told us that story about a... Uh, I, I heard Richard uh, Lewis tell that story. Right. He said to Rodney, he called, Rodney, how you doing? What did he say? Oh, no, he saw him at the improv. Yeah, he said, oh, the heaviness. Yeah, you be Richard Lewis, I'll be Rodney. Okay. Hey, uh, Rodney, how you doing? Hey, I'll tell you the heaviness, you know? Uh, Brian Regan. Brian Regan. Again. Um... <laughs> Hello, you got Brian Regan on that show tonight? I don't know. Hello. You know that? Is Lynn Shore in studio? Is that the truth? I'm the guy who can't come on the Todd Glass show. What do I fucking need to do? Is Amy Ferguson uh, there already, or does she just come in to do her song? Nerdist.com. Please welcome Todd Glass. From the beautiful Las Cienegas Strip. This is exciting. High atop Black Horse Motors. It's the Todd Glass Show. It is... Uh, what the fuck? Uh-oh. Todd Glass Show, Todd Glass Show, Todd Glass all the way. Oh, what fun it is to hear at 9 o'clock Friday. Todd Glass Show, Todd Glass Show, Todd Glass all the way. I like it. He always is at the boards. Reverb's good to go. What fun it is to listen to a brand new Todd Glass show. Oh, Todd Glass show. Todd Glass show. Todd Glass all the way. Oh, what fun it is to hear at 9 o'clock Friday. Todd Glass show. Todd Glass show. Todd Glass all the way. Did we get a new time uh, slot? I thought it was 10 o'clock. Well, we're always switching around. You know the networks. Chris Hardwick, he's driving me crazy. Um, so let me, as I always say, thank you. Thank you, Joe. Let me explain what's going on here today. We're probably going to do a two-parter because we've got to take a week off for Christmas. Oh, you know what I should do when I'm home? Sit down with my mom and stepdad and do a podcast. Okay. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Um, so uh, here, everybody's here. The normal uh, today is uh, Lynn is here. Lynn Shore, musical director, is here. Oh, Lynn, did you hear my new thing I could do? We got a good show tonight. We got Lynn Shore sitting right over there. It started from the luck. Wait, uh, how, what was the original song we took it from? Luck be a lady tonight. I can sing any song, it's all right. 
You like it? It's two things. I love it. All right, fade that out. Fade it out. Fade that out. <laughs> fade that out. That so let me. It's it, it it it. I think if we could eventually shut the background music off and come in with the hits and then get the background. <laughs> All right. Ah, it's not that. All right, but hold on, hold on. So let me explain everything nice and slow today. So uh, the Lynn is not always here, so that's nice for the Christmas episode. Uh, my friend Will is here, um, and then of course Chris is here, and Eric's Eric. What's going on over there? I hear clinking and clanking. Um, and then Eric is behind the board. Katie is moving into a new place or something. Katie's moving into a new apartment? Okay, yes, I think. Some, she's, something's happening. So, uh, and then uh, Amy Ferguson is here, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we'll, we'll talk about... Uh, I saw Amy perform. Just yell real loud. What was the name of the place I saw you perform at? Wits End! Wits End. Uh-huh. We'll talk about it a little later, right before Amy, Amy sings. But, um, you know, I do my homework. I get it. The, uh, and then we'll, we'll get to Amy later. But I said, Amy, you can just come in and do your song. But if you don't mind sitting around for a while, she goes, no, I'll chill out. I'll, I'll listen to the podcast and, you know, be in the background. And then she's probably going to maybe close out the first part of the show. And then great. we'll take it from there. But uh, have you seen The Masters? Uh, the Master? The, the Master. Movie? I'm sorry, The Master. I, I have not. No, I have it on my desk to watch. Do you know watch. who's in it? How good are you? Um, do I know who's in it? Seymour, like the Seymour, major players? Yeah, Seymour Hoffman. I know Philip Seymour it. Hoffman, Amy Adams. You know a lot of the uh, Joaquin Phoenix. There you go. You do your... And guess what? Amy Ferguson is also in Amy it. Ferguson is yeah. in it. So, um... Directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Right? Did he P- write it, too? P.T. Anderson. That's what's uh, in Anderson. the business. Oh, is that oh, what you guys God. call him in the biz? All right, so we'll get to... Uh, so I saw her at Wits End, and, I, and uh, it was very interesting to go... We'll talk about that later. But Amy's just chilling out for a while. And here we are. So the, the first part of the show, you know, we'll always get some stuff out of the way, and then... Uh, uh, and then we'll we'll move on. It's going to be fun. Everybody's with us. You're listening. This is the Christmas episode. I put a lot of pressure or on Hanukkah. This. Hanukkah. It's a holiday, holiday episode. It's a holiday episode. Look at me. You know someone's just waiting and pray to go, aha, there's the difference. I, well, I said it on the opening of the show last week. No one's goal is to – proof of it. I just said it. But if somebody told me we, – we, 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 we took care of that. This is probably the first time in the history of the show where I went, you know what? I've got nothing new to add to my stance on that. Move on. Okay. Okay. So um, uh, where do we start? You know what? And Eric Olson is on the soundboard. Oh, what's this? Oh, I hope you don't mind if we play this again. Oh, no, not at all. Are you yeah, sure? Hold on, pause I think I should it. turn this up. I think this is a little disrespectful. Are you sure you don't mind? Hey, I don't mind. All right. How's the levels? Oh, he's turning the volume up. Eric Olson, what is this? Are you sure you don't mind? I really do not mind. Okay. So uh, I love that song. Well, there is. Well, my dad had a, a hand in that too. He went off with the neighbor's <laughs> wife. Yeah, and then she, she, he, they both flip flop partners. And cr- your mom hooked up with the neighbor's husband. Yes. All right, let's it's not. Unbelievable. What if his parents listen to the show? We don't know. All right. So listen. So here we go. Calm. 
We go nice. Well, and we're slow. not saying anything mean. That's a fascinating story. His mom's a whore. Uh, we'll take a break. You're listening way. to the goddamn Christmas show. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Are you fucking shitting me? We'll be right back. Hi, God everybody. This is Lynn Shore. On behalf of everyone here at the Todd Glass Show, Merry Christmas and happy whatever else the fuck you celebrate. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. All right, Lynn Shore, right? Okay, so here's where we're going to start out. We're going to start out on the more serious stuff. It's the same thing every week with me. We're going to get um, through some shit. Okay, I'm going to throw a huge compliment indirectly to Funny or Die. Um, obviously, their party was the day that all the uh, that the school uh, shooting took place, uh-huh. and they're always horrific. But this one, I think a lot of people are like, man, it's just. And I thought, like, do you go tonight? I don't want to be one of those people that uh, tries to. Uh, well, I, I didn't want to over dramatize it. It was sad, but I thought, you know, that's part. Everybody has to go back to their life. But I thought, tonight, can I go? Can I? You know, you felt a little guilty, but you know, it, it's it's uh, you know. So, but I went. And I didn't think I was ever going to go to that and then figure out why it's good I went. You know, I thought, you just go and you forget about that and it's okay. You have to go on with life. But something sort of special happened to me, and it is a huge compliment to them. While I was there, I looked around that room. I hope I want to air. I hope sometimes when I say something and you you later you're like, "Mm, did that come out right? But I think I tie it together. And I looked around that room, and there was so much love and, and just Cool people there. Mm -hmm. Cool people expressing themselves. And when I had this moment, I was looking out at the dance floor. And I was so glad I went. Everyone was friendly and nice. And whoever you bumped into, you talked to. And I looked out on the dance floor. And this is when it came to me, when I tied and why I'm glad I went. And then that ties into a Mr. Rogers quote that Eric sent me. That people were dancing, but not just like dancing, like like silly dancing. Some people were traditionally dancing. You know what I mean? Like they were just like if they were at a nightclub. Mm-hmm. Others were silly dancing. There was people that were looked like they were 19, people that were 30, people all over the place, but just expressing themselves. And that's not how you could dance. As my friend that was sitting next to me, she goes, if you went to the, no offense, but the people that, are, that deal with what I'm about to say are like, yeah, he's right, you can't. If you're, let's say you work for Enterprise Car Leasing and you went to the Christmas party, it seemed to me, like, you know what I mean? You couldn't be as expressive. Everyone was just being who they were. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Just dancing. Some people were just doing silly dancing. Some people, one guy was sitting on a chair, and his girlfriend was dancing around him, and he was moving. It was just like, I looked and went, this has to do something with the Funny or Die group. Because I thought that there was just, what a great energy in the room. And uh, it was good that I went out to, mm-hmm. to remind myself of, I believe that when you let those were people that were able to express themselves and be who they were. And, and I think when you let people do that, kids grow up healthier. And I was witnessing people being healthy. And uh, it was good that I went out and saw that. because and then, and then he sent me the Mr. Rogers quote, which can you read that? Yeah, he said, when I was a boy and I would see scary things on the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. To this day, especially in times of disaster, I remember my mother's words, and I'm always comforted by realizing that there are still so many helpers, so many caring people in this world. Fred Rogers. So to me, that's 
meant that, yeah, that's okay. You went out that night and you saw there's also good in the world. You don't have to and, – and to me the good there was people that were able to express themselves. And uh, so I, I just think when, when I drove home, I was like, man, that was such a great energy in that room. And I hope that it does have something to do with Funny or Die and what they're doing over there and the people that work for them. It was just a great energy. So – there, there's. It's funny whenever you. I'm glad I said it, but then when you don't know how to trail off, you're like, so there's that, mm-hmm. um, and there is that, and that goes as we. There's Mr. Rogers' quote. Um, there's another one framed up on the wall. So you know everybody's reacting to this thing, obviously, you know, in their own way, and everybody understands the magnitude of this tragedy. And, and but I think it's also important to to realize that you can react now in the moment and be sad and. And then two, three weeks go by, and your sadness goes away, and you move on with your day. Or well, I think you could take this opportunity to really realize that we're at a crossroads with certain things in our country, and maybe it's time you looked at certain issues that you know you're on one side of that you know to maybe look at to the other side. Well, if I understand what you're saying, uh, it, it does. You know, look, it echoes a lot of what I said and uh, I've said in the past on the show that you know. There's two ways we have to deal with, you know, to make this world a better place. One is, unfortunately, sometimes a Band-Aid. And a Band-Aid is that sometimes people need to go to prison. I get it. Now, how we treat people in prisons, I think that could be changed. Only because I think the outcome of treating them a different way, our goal is to have less bad people on the street. And mm-hmm. if treating, treating prisoners bad in prison made the world be a better place, I'd say treat them badly. But I think experts know that mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're shown even the most – the people that we consider to be the most heinous – if they show decency when they're in prison, it, 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 it'll be a good thing. But we do have to put a Band-Aid on. I'm not such – some people think, oh, well, what should we do? No, I get it. Sometimes people end up that we have to put people away. That's the Band-Aid. But then there's the raising children from a young age and what we can do to make children be healthier. And when I see something like that that goes on or whenever you see these tragedies, yes, I know the people that disagree want to go right to – the not the norm. Well, how about blank, blank, blank? They had a kid and they raised him healthy and happy. And it, yes, it does happen. I get it. But most of the time when kids are raised with harmony in a household and understanding and caring and flooded with love, you know, yeah, you end up a healthier child and you end up, I think, less of this would happen. I can't imagine anyone negating that. I can't imagine someone hearing that and going, no, that wouldn't change the outcome. Yeah. And yes, right? You're not saying that, like, I mean, I don't think that's what I happened don't, in this case. I don't, I don't know. Think, yeah, that, that's right. Yes. Someone could go to that case. Oh, my God. Imagine that's hearing. Not, I, th- I think what happened here, you know, it doesn't matter what happened here. I think it's just the, t- what I was talking about is the easy access to automatic weapons. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't take it that way. Yeah, obviously, that's got to be what looked I'm saying. Because yes. everything I've, I've read and everything that, that has come out since mm-hmm. then and clearly shows that the kid was sick. He had emotional problems. He, was, um, he had Asperger's, severe Asperger's, and he had a hard time dealing with in social situations. And, but he did have an easy access to a shitload of guns mm-hmm. that were in the house. Right. And no one's looking to – I think there's two ways to point this out. One is – and we don't know the situation, but we don't have to know it to say what we're saying, what the specifics of that were, what the specifics of that situation were. You know, uh, it, 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 it could have been a very loving parent and they tried to do everything they could. Hey, even if they didn't do everything they could, that's still not to, to throw them under the bus. Uh, You just learn from that. You know, if you have a child and they're going through stuff, you have to tend to this. Because, yes, the majority of the time at a young age, if you start noticing certain things and you start treating it properly, it's not going to end it completely. If, if, If the purpose of my information was to say if we do what I'm saying, we can end it completely, no, it can't. So should we do nothing? But it would certainly 
certainly make it a lot better. There's a, you know, certainly would make it a lot better, you know? Okay, so there's that. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Oh, you know why you move on? Because, and by the way, I think you can, out of something that tragic, there is, obviously, there's always something. I don't want to say, well, you'll understand what I'm saying. It's okay. I think people do the same thing like when somebody dies. Like some people like to connect to tragedy, and then it's not, they, they just, how do I say it? Like, they like I, to insert themselves into it? Yeah, like you, it's okay. Like I'll tell you when my dad died. You know what I did? I let myself be sad, but then I also let myself be happy. And I did whatever came naturally. Sometimes I would be very sad. And then a minute later, I remember one night going out, and I had a really good time five days after he died. Or it was maybe it was two weeks after he died. I went out with my friends. And I remember at the end of the night, I didn't think about him dying. I went out, and it was the first time. And I had a really good time, and I was laughing. And when I got home, I felt a little guilty. But then my instincts were like, no, you, you, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. Don't just try to like – I know some people when something bad happens, they try to connect themselves with it and just to be depressed. It's like you, you, be, you should be sad. You should have tears, and then it's okay you know, to, to be happy. And that's what I let myself when I went out to the party that night. I was like, yeah, I had a really good time. But I but – I, look, I, I said what – our list – here's my new go-to. Our hardcore listeners know what I'm trying to say. Um, so there's that. By the way, if anybody has a party and there's a theme, if they enjoy it, enjoy it. I don't want to be one of those guys, you know, that, you know, guys, girls, that if you don't do something, what's everyone doing this for, right? But the uh, a friend of mine said something and it resonated with me. He goes, I'm not going to a bad sweater party. I just can't fucking do it. Oh, look at that sweater. Look at that sweater. He goes, you know what? Maybe 25 years ago when they first did it, the first person went, let's have a bit. Yeah, great idea. Mm-hmm. But now... I'm like, I know I'm with you. But, hey, if you enjoy it and you all went to the sweater party and it's fun for you, then keep doing it. I'm just giving my opinion. Ugh, rather not go to a bad sweater party. It's like I go to a bad sweater like party going... every year. It's called Thanksgiving with my family. Hey, hold on, hold on. We have different music for different things. Can you play that? If a joke, there's two themes we play. Uh-huh. Some jokes get this. Go ahead. Uh, that was it. That was the one. Yeah. And then other jokes, if they're if we perceive them, they get this. Mine was the first one. <laughs> Not really. Wait, where's this from? Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. <laughs> yeah. Like if you say something like really, you know, you're uh-huh. like da 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 witty line. No, the other one. Ba da 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 witty line. Enough with that. I got you. You'll remember it thirty minutes from now. I'll drop one on me. Well, uh, okay. We'll all laugh. We'll we'll laugh. So we'll much. have a good time. Take a break. All right. Uh, after the Christmas, we're going to do a show called Almost Doctor Kevin Sousa. That's my friend that who doesn't have his doctor yet. So we call it Almost Doctor Kevin Sousa. He's that's his name for the show. All, hey, we're going to have Almost Doctor Kevin Sousa in, and uh, it's going to be great after the holidays. We talked about that last week. Oh, so, you know, going into the holidays, and this will be food for thought, and then we're going to have a two-hour show with almost Dr. Kevin. Um, I've learned from calling my friend Kevin, and I'll tell you what, it's been nice. Having somebody that has a degree and can untie some knots mixed with street smarts, if you want to educate yourself and you want to learn how to handle things, like if you want to learn how to deal with social situations, like you want to learn how to ski, you don't argue with the ski instructor. You know, you get what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. If you want to become a better, whatever you want, to, someone's there to help you, you don't listen to everything they say, but you go, they fucking know what they're doing. I want to be a good skier. You don't sit there. You look like a mental patient, mm-hmm. you know. Well, do that with social situations. So when I call my friend Kevin, most of the time, like everything, our instincts are wrong. Now, unless you go through a lot of schooling, 
the, you know, the more schooling you go through, then your instincts become good. But even I consider myself a well-rounded person. I really do. But when I had a few situations since I've been Kevin, Kevin was the one that helped me go on the Mark Maron show. He, that was the first thing. He was so helpful that now I'll call him. It could be a little family situation. I'll be like, what do I do? Like, how do I handle that? And after 20 minutes on the phone, completely different than the way I thought to do it. So it would be great if there was like a, ba- a bank of, you know, like people go, if you go to a bad therapist, well, no, that's not helpful. But if you go to a bad ear doctor, that's not helpful. But what do you do? You give up on ear doctors? You go someone, I can't hear. Why? I went to a bad ear doctor. Well, I think you better find a good one. I had a bad therapist one time. I came in, true story, and I, I said, what do you want to work on today? And I go, well, I think I'd like to work on demanding more respect my, for myself from others. He goes, okay, that's good. Do you mind if I eat lunch while we do it? Oh, wait, that one. <laughs> That's a true story. No, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is a true story. You, but not like right after, but like a minute later. Uh, No, like at the beginning of the session. Wait a second. I go, no, sure, Dr. Friedman, if you can fix my life and nosh at the same time. (laughs) No, no. By the way, every time we argue about that, it's okay. Because uh, it's funny. Chris yeah. is like, oh, I think that would oh, be. Oh, that joke's a little. Uh, yeah. All right. Bush League. Ev- everything's good. If something happened, I did the Adam Carolla show. Listen to the Adam Carolla show uh, while we're on vacation, the one I was on. And then when we do Almost Dr. Kevin Sousa, we'll discuss it. And also, some people send in some emails, and I might not have responded to them when, they, when, they, when I perceive them to be, oh, we'll do it on what I call the serious show. Now we call them the Almost Dr. Kevin Sousa show. If there's a three or four of them specifically, don't send any more in to be dealt with uh, almost Dr. Kevin Sousa because we have enough for the first show. Your regular emails send in. I always read them. But for the, specifically for that, we already have enough. But if you're like, hey, he said he was going to deal with it on one of those shows and I didn't yet, I will deal with it. On, right after we come after the holiday, we'll do a show. Me, you, I'm talking to Daniel, and almost Dr. Kevin Sousa. So we'll deal with that. Listen to the Adam Kroll show, and then I'll talk about what happened on there on that show. So there's that. Um, but the other thing I realized when doing the uh, – Going to that uh, funnier die party. Mm-hmm. If food comes around on a tray, mm-hmm. it's, it's I'm going to eat it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat it. There's no. It's just you can't not. Like what the fuck am I a superhero? You ever just like sit at a um, reception or something like you're waiting for dinner, but you're so starving, and then you'll see the tray walk around. You'll just plant yourself right outside the kitchen door or something, and just wait for the guy to come out. Yes. <laughs> you're like, all right, buddy, come on. You're not making the whole round. Oh, I, I get plan- the fuck back in that kitchen. Give me that tray. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, he loves it. He's like, I don't gotta go nowhere. Uh, I I just make a deal with the person. I go, look, when I when you come by, can I like? I'm just gonna take a lot. Is that cool? Can you not give me a dirty look, please? Yeah. I don't can think I they just, care. They're I'll going. give you ten bucks. You look the other way when I scoop shit off this <laughs> <laughs> they had platter. Gr- they had grilled. By the way, they did the food right. I always say the way to do food at those parties: uh, no buffet, no no food, just. Shit, big hors d'oeuvres and a shit ton of them. They just came swarming around the right dose. You know, first they had a lot of ribs in the beginning. And then I thought, oh, the ribs were already gone, like just tons of ribs. And then I thought, that's done. Then an hour later, boom, grilled cheese sandwiches cut in fours with little cups of hot tomato soup. And you dip it in. Then they had hamburgers. And then they had everything, just great finger food and a shit ton of it. They did it. Okay, enough. You might think. uh, (laughs) Thank you. Um. And then uh, the food on the tray. Oh, here's something. I, I, this is the second time I saw this happen. 
and and it's not making fun of a, a waitress or a waiter. It's it's making fun of if somebody has them do this if they think that's going to be our look. Well, they're cleaning the tables. They were like one of the girls was like sort of dancing, and then she was wiping the table off, and like, you know what? You, you don't if that's someone if she was doing that on her own and help her get through the night, then I then that's of course that doesn't matter. But if some guy we want to make it look like you're having a good time. Well, you're not if you're having the you know you can't you're not dancing around wiping off tables if if that's what you're having fun doing but again if she decided it that's okay but I just picture a manager we want it to look like when you're wiping the tables off you're having fun so dance as you're picking up the tables look like you're getting into the groove let leave the fucking waitresses and waiters alone but if you're doing it well that's your own problem <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm making sense I know that I'm making sense by the way that's all that matters. Uh, I had a little uh, – I went to a holiday party the other day. <laughs> now I'm saying it on purpose. Ooh. And, um, yeah, and uh, Blake Wexler was there. Mm-hmm. And someone brought – Friend a, of the show. Friend of the show. Somebody brought a dog in and, uh, and it had a – well, let me tell it this way. Blake walked around all night – not all night, but every time there was a new group in the room. He goes, oh, shit. Ah, fuck. Where's my purple sweater? Where the fuck – damn it. Some, where's, does anyone see my purple sweater? And there was a dog wearing a ripped-up purple sweater. <laughs> Like a little dog in it. The sweater looked like it could have been a person's because it didn't really fit the dog. The collar looked way too big, and it was stretched, and it was ripped. And it looked, you look down at the dog, and the dog naturally would look up at you because that's what dogs do if you, you know, if you uh-huh. give it. And then it would look like he goes, I was cold. Like he found the sweater over in the corner. He put it on. Uh, uh, uh. Of course, that's all we did all night long. Every time there was a new group in the room, where's my purple sweater? Where the fuck? Look down, the dog would look up with this ripped up purple sweater. Who owns a purple sweater anyway? Why would you be looking for your purple sweater? If you own a purple sweater, don't get upset. Nothing wrong with that. That's not, this was purple purple. Is that really purple? Then it's sitting here in purple sweater. This was, this was, I'm not kidding you, to George Carlin, this was a different purple. All right, what do you fucking want? It was more like a lavender purple. What do you fucking want? I'm sorry. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Glass. You know, during the holiday season, it gets a little... That's all I do. You know, I bought, um, I bought a candle today. Yeah? And uh, I, was, I, was, I was at Walgreens, and I was scanning all my stuff. Hey, do you want some uh, reverb while you talk? No. Do you want any background music? No. All right. Go ahead, Finish your story. So, um, and uh, I looked at it. I picked out the candle, which always takes longer than I'm comfortable with. Like, I just think, I just need a fucking candle. But you end up smelling ten of them. And uh, and they were like one of those big candles. It was twenty bucks, and then it says fifty percent off. And I thought, oh, I'm, you know, I don't know why you like you rationalize that that ten dollars matters. Oh, you know, like, we always talk about that. Like I'm <laughs> I'm at a bar, I'll throw you know ten bucks on, as a tip. No, I don't even sweat it. Or if, if you like buying, if you're buying, you know. Um, drugs or, or stupid shit. Pot, I get Pot. it. You, no, I you're, like, you're like you don't give a shit. But then like I'm sitting there going, no, this candle's twenty bucks. I don't know if yeah. I want to. I so did anyway, it. So oh, it says fifty percent off, and I'm like, fuck it. And then I go up there and I get the cash register, and it's all going through. And then I noticed the candle didn't scan at fifty percent off. It scanned at like the full twenty bucks. And I literally like said it, going, fuck. Do I bring it up? Of course you do. I'm like, I don't want to be like going, oh, my candle's not as cheap as I thought it was gonna be. Because that was the only thing. It's a little background music when you were at the place. Oh, uh, yeah. Boop. What, do you, what were you afraid was going to happen? Ready? Boop. Oh, hi, Boop. Uh, sir. Um, my, this candle is actually $10, not 20 Yeah? So I was just wondering how come that... Oh, means. you shit. Hey, if you need the... You know what? If you need the bar at 10 bucks, I'll give it to you. <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. No, no, this guy's no. Gonna go, oh, this, this poor kid. me. Can't Hold even on. afford a candle. Hold on. Let me, oh, you can keep that background noise. 
We got a guy in aisle four no. who can't afford a No, sir, sir I'll what? pay. I'll pay. I'll you just pay. You don't want me to make the announcement? No, no, I'll, sir. I'll just pay the, the extra $10. Okay, now that we got the silliness out of the way. It's really raining out there. I love it. I love the Christmas show with the thunder outside. I love the splashing and the... Todd, come out of the hot tub. All right. All right, you can turn that thunder off. Hey, Rory Scovel. All right, so there we got that. Um, uh, someone had a great idea, I thought, for... I, I would love if this was my show. You know, you go back to the Dean Martin show where he would bring guests on and he would you know, either do comedy or he would sing. They, my show would be where it's every... It's a sketch show, a variety show. Every show opens up with me dreaming that I have a variety show. And so I actually have one in the dream. And uh, so people come on, musical guests, and I figure out ways I can do stuff with them. If Whatever the guest is, I could get to sing with Tony Bennett. I shouldn't be able – I here's why it's a great show. It would be better if like, it wasn't a dream, but like say like you were uh, like in, incapacitated in some way or another. Like maybe you were in a uh, – Coma. A coma. <laughs> I think that well that that we have to give up on, but um, the uh, not me having a coma, but for the people that don't know, I had a show uh, a pilot called Todd's Coma where I was in a coma. But this is just you and me had it all. They call you Lady. Can I have some reverb? They call you Lady Luck, but there's no room for doubt. There is room for doubt. I think is the line, right? Oh. But there's room for doubt. But there is room for doubt. I like this and I like singing like that. But sometimes I want to do this. That's pretty good. Okay, listen. Turn my reverb off. You doing over there good, Eric? Okay. So the Dean Martin show. And then I get to... Uh, in real life, I should not be able to have the ability... To sit down, to have the greatest musicians come on my show, at, like in its day, Dean Martin's show mm-hmm. had. I don't remember, uh, uh, I, I, I'm not saying I'm 20, but I, don't, I didn't grow up with Dean Martin. I only started maybe in my 30s watching the reruns of the Dean Martin show, and I'm like, oh, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I liked the musical guests, and then they did bits, but it would, would be a different type of variety show because it's 2012. But uh, I think it would be great. And then I get to do all these things. I do bits, or the musicians come on, we figure out a way I can do song, a song with them in, in my range, but we figure it out. I wonder how come variety shows don't work as well. Well, they will. Everything comes full circle. Okay. Everything comes full circle. And then uh, Dalai Lama quote. Why don't we go with the Dalai Lama quote? All right. Here's a good one. As far as personal requirements are concerned, the ideal is to have fewer involvements, fewer obligations, and low interest financing from Kia Motors. <laughs> oh, I feel like they're selling. Oh, uh, kind selling, of on. I don't know if he actually sell, said that. Oh, that's no the Dalai Lama selling said, out. Yeah, yeah, that's that seems like a blatant way to get uh, a plug in you, there. Can you get a free car or something yeah, from them? Give me that. That's not. It's the very Dalai uh, Lama. materialistic of him. That's ridiculous. That would be like if he. Oh, you can. Uh, Dalai Lama says, uh, you know, uh, um, be nice to others whenever you can. By the way, you always can. Try it at the Sizzler at their new salad bar this Thursdays at eight. I can't believe this. I love the fact that if the Dalai Lama started having advertisers, I like the Dalai Lama. It's probably a scam too. Um, <laughs> everything. Okay, so there's the Dalai Lama. By the way, I thought about something. If you get a massage, this would happen. If you got a massage, 
mm-hmm. from uh, from a guy and you got a boner, I think it would scare the. It, it would be mortifying. I have. It would, first of all, it would it, because you'd it would be it would be so embarrassing for who for everybody. <laughs> For everybody. By the way, when you get a massage and they and I've gotten a boner, I know that sounds like such an immature word for uh-huh. a show that I would like to have uh, from a, from a woman getting uh-huh. a massage. So it proves that my penis is bisexual, uh-huh. right? I mean, yeah. basically, my penis is bisexual. My well, heart, think... my heart is not. My heart yeah. is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so <laughs> my heart is for one thing. But my penis is bisexual. And you know what? If you come to think about it, everybody's penis is bisexual. Yeah. Because That's what if, I was going to say. It's just sexual. It's just sexual. And in the perfect world, no one would care. They'd be like, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to want to see it right after it happens, but I'll feel good and do it, and then I'm done. You know, I'm not going to have the emotional attachment with you. That's not being cold. That's just saying, so if, you're, if you're just your penis is bisexual, right after you, you know, do your thing, it's, it's over. Mm-hmm. So in the perfect world, every, every, don't you think everybody's penis is bisexual? <laughs> Come on. Uh, would you be afraid? Uh, Daniel, if, if they, okay, I know it's a weird thing to talk about, but if, they, if, they, if you didn't know who was doing it, and you uh-huh. got a boner. Would that bother you? No. It wouldn't? No. Okay, well, Chris, go at it. I, we didn't want to ask you in person. I mean, I didn't. What do you mean? Like, I've no, gotten. I'm not going to make this. this, is, this that's happened on. during massages. With A guy would be massaging me, and I would get a boner, you know, and then I would be like, you know what? Well, here's the thing. I don't want to cloud it. If you're getting a massage, even if you're, let's say, you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a straight guy. and you're Yeah, getting but I fired that lawyer, though, a <laughs> month ago. <laughs> <laughs> See, it takes time, but I know what I'm doing. I feel like I have to prove myself every week with you guys in this room. Every show will eventually go somewhere and be great. When I started doing that, honest to God, who thought that was a good idea? Uh, we're going to go around the room and your hand to God uh-huh. and everything that's sacred to you. How many people thought that would get a, that would get that would get into something, or you thought it's a dud? Did you think it was a dud? No, I I, I thought it was good. Lynn, dud. Amy, okay. Uh, Oh, Jesus, he does not get it. Oh, my God, he doesn't get it. Oh I, will God. we invite Will to the show? He doesn't get it. Why would he, he just sit there and I was get asking, it? Like, oh, why would he say he doesn't get it? I don't get idiot. it. Family yeah. guy, the fuck out of this! <laughs> I want this fucking family oh guy! I can't have you guys lose weight! Oh, my God, why this guy doesn't get it at all. Cheers, he doesn't get it. We're picking between the one or the other. He's been before. but I don't think he's going to just sit over there. And he comes in late. Oh, why don't you play the cheers theme? Doesn't Might make well any sense, idiot. So play free. Oh I can't believe I doesn't went in and have these and I ate ball of coke with him. Oh my god, <laughs> Daniel! I give you an A plus on dropping in these. Lo- Remember the one time you said about you go? We we talked about a listener and, and he had a beard. and We talked uh-huh. about his beard. You're like, oh, he used to let us eat food out of it when we were little. <laughs> Such a great non sequitur. Anyway, anyway, so there's that. We I'm just- wish you a better one. <laughs> so funny. I think it is. Um, okay, go nice and slow. We're good. I shouldn't have just yelled like that. I got a little bit. Uh, um, so we got that. And everybody's vagina is bisexual, too. It's true. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy. Thank Amy you. Ferguson, who brought us the nicest. Uh, not only did she bring some nice marijuana, uh, but uh, <laughs> we wish you. Um, she brought it in a nice jar with layers of paper in between it. The way that. <laughs> The way marijuana should be presented. Okay, so we're almost got all this stuff out of the show. My Dean Martin show. We're almost good. Daniel's here. That's the way I keep people. Amy, where are you going? I'm getting Chris. I saw him standing 
Oh, hold on. Let's take a break and let him come in. We'll take okay. a we'll take a break. We'll let him come in. Well, that was fun. Let's talk about something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I have some Kennedy music, ladies and gentlemen? Somebody that uh, a member of our uh, of the group here. Can I have some reverb? It's presidential. Westside Comedy Theater, open mic night, recognizes Eric Olsen for performing for the first time at the Westside on. Ladies and gentlemen, December 16th is Todd Glass's birthday. But December 15th was the first time that Eric Olsen performed, 2012. Signed by the official Ryan O. Flanagan... And another name which I cannot read. Eric Olsen is a stand-up comic. Thank you. That's right, everybody. Eric Olsen, he went on stage for the first time, and he actually got the certificate. And he was hilarious. He came right over to the improv, and somebody goes, what do you do? Like, literally right after he got done telling us. what we. Oh, yeah, he, so he came right into the improv, and he... Um, and he and somebody like a minute later after you just get done saying I did it I did stand up for the first time you know and uh, I get it so ten minutes later someone walks in and they're just casually going hey what do you do what do you do and they go Eric what do you do he goes I'm a stand up comic and then he pulls out this he goes and I've got the paperwork to prove it <laughs> I got the documents right here. yeah he did it <laughs> you were nervous oh yeah who was advice I mean we're gonna edit this out mm-hmm. but I'm gonna ask yeah. you. And I use fucking say me. Okay. And you make it seem fucking real. Uh-huh. Okay. You'll come back in here. Hey, serious, and I want you to be honest. I don't, it, it's, not, it's not a personal thing. Somebody gave you advice. It doesn't mean that per, if Daniel's advice he gave you was better, or maybe, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you know, Chris gave you some good advice. Some, it doesn't mean that it, it insults me. I get it in the long run of your comedy career that some advice is going to be given some people. Maybe the next piece of advice you get will resonate something I said. It's not a competition. But out of all of us, who do you think gave you the best advice? You did, Todd. No, are you fucking serious? Or are you oh, just saying nice. this? I swear to God, hold you on, gave me hold the best on, advice. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You guys make me fucking sick. And I'm not kidding you. I swear to God, we're going to edit this. Make it seem more real. Oh, my God. And Dan, you could say that's who I got my best advice from. Fucking talk. But that's not true. I got my best advice from Chris. That's true. Guys. Are you serious? Chris did I help me out a lot. I'm asking Chris you to... Burden helped me when I first started. Yeah, but I it's my I, show. I met him. He was, guys, ele- guys, he was 11. Yeah, I ran all my jokes by Chris, and he laughed, and I knew that... Keep talking. Okay, guys, we're editing this out. I started oh, comedy when Listen, I was 11? I know. By the way, we're not editing this out. You know I'm in the middle of a bit. You didn't know that, did you? Of course I did. Oh, of course you did. Of course I knew that. Of course I knew that. Of course I Why wouldn't that. I know that? I know tell that. Tell that story. Or can I tell it? Uh, the Martin Short Okay, story. but I want to stay in order today. Here's what's happening, because I think Chris is confused, so I want to help him. We, I asked him who gave him the best advice. Then I do this bit where I went, you better say me. We're going to edit this out. And then, we, of course, we don't edit it out. But, and then the crowd gets to hear, or the audience, perceive the most phony conversation in the world, which to me is funny, because what if that really did happen? Like, it all got edited out. All the people here is this. Hey, so listen, like when you did your, they don't hear the other part, your stand-up comedy, who did give you the best advice? Seriously. Tom Martin. Are you shitting me? Are you doing this to defy the bit or do you not follow the bit? The bit is that you're going to say me and you're going to sell it and you're going to do it really good. Here comes your acting ability. When, when we're going to say cut, we're editing all this out. I'm going to ask you one more time. You say me and you sell it like a motherfucker. 
And Daniel, you pipe in. Everybody pipes in, of course. It's very yeah. complimentary to me. Okay. Okay, come on out. You can come right in here. Seriously, though, who gave you the best advice? The best advice you did, Todd. Todd. Fuck you. Are you that actually straight? makes sense. Ah, when I started standing, it, it was Todd. It was Todd who first Same for me. When I started, me. yeah, you Todd guys, I mean, no, no, stop, stop. It was just, Stop! The audience is going to think it's no. phony. No, they won't. You're, well, it's not phony, Todd, so they won't think it's phony. Do you swear to God, Eric? Yeah, swear, to swear to the to Holy God. Bible. I'm not saying this just because this is All your right, show. Maybe you are being serious. You but, told me. You said, get up there, talk for three minutes. That's what I did. And I, what I else really did I say, in all you fairness? You told me, like, stuff. remember, like, make sure, ask people, like, w- you know, who's partying, because that, <laughs> that makes <laughs> it feel good. I, I always follow that advice, Todd. Oh, and then, and then you said that, like, at any time, if you're not, if you're not like, go- if it's not going well, pick, like, a really weird-looking guy in the front row and then go, what's your fucking problem? <laughs> I think, that, you know, I have to rationalize that that's good advice. I never gave you that advice. No, but seriously, let's get right back into the bit. Are you guys just saying it? No, I wouldn't say that. Oh, right. You're not just pouring it on? No, you gave me the best advice. You know what I did give you the advice? I actually... That certificate belongs to you. Thank you. you Oh, my God. I just thought you would never fucking say it. Of course it belongs to me. He's he's scratching Eric's name off of it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Chris scratched out Eric's name. Oh, my God. That's the funniest thing in the world. Chris for the bit. Even though, by the way, I love that even for the visual audience, he took the time. He literally takes a certificate, which, by the way, even though it's a paper certificate, it means something. But I also love him for being in the bit without blinking an eye. He takes the certificate and starts scraping out Eric's name. Like he's the guy that agrees with me. Thank you, motherfucker. Like the bit's happening in real he's life. He's been waiting to put my name on there. He's like the, 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 the lackey friend that somebody has. That's right. It did have to do with Dodge advice. He's already scraping it out. All right, so this is fun. Wait, can I say one more thing about that? No. I do, I've got to cut you guys off. I do want to thank you for the advice. And no, are you Daniel being serious? Great. Blake was great. Start it off. And Tom. But, <laughs> but I mean, more so you. Seriously? You gave me the best advice. Eric. Lynn has great advice as well. It Lynn really does have good advice. Eric. How about Amy? Eric. Oh, Amy did. Amy yeah. did. What did she tell you? Tell everybody. Yeah. It seems silly, but I think her she advice helped that, you the most. Yeah, she just told me to be myself. And we're a funny pair. Right? Wear underpants on the outside of your pants. I did do that. And, yes. and I think people liked it. <laughs> Eric, Eric. All right. Eric, 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 Eric. Eric. All right, listen, everybody. Shh. What about me? All right, come on. Eric. <laughs> Later in the next show, we're going to play an episode of, uh, well, I don't want to tilt people or tip them off, but you know how you tell your uh, uh, Golden Girls facts? Yeah. I'm going to be Fred Rogers, and we'll do dueling dueling people at a party telling you know all this guy all i do is talk about mr rogers which at first people think it's inspiring they're like i actually like those quotes but this character he won't shut the fuck up it's my character versus your character part two of the todd glass show can we get more table noise please no i'm serious (laughs) my mouth is a a real ed mcmahon over here I love the guy who puts sound effects for no reason. Yeah, the bring one nine. We here. We got last week. He was great with the sound effects. I was like, uh, we got a guy here. He played a chicken sound. So I was like, I just thought of like, bring one nine. We got a guy here. Yeah, we got a guy here making a crackling sound. Bring one nine. We got a guy here. Where are the sounds? I was gonna <laughs> chickens. Bring one nine. Bring one nine. We got something here. Bring them on down. We got some cows here. Bring them on down. We got some cows here.
I don't want to do it. I need them quicker and better. This is just a guy doing bits in a field somewhere. No, I can't say them. I don't know what they are. That's why I told you get random sound effects and play them. And then right after I hear what it is, I go, we got the guy here. I don't, how would I know what they are? Did you? Do we go over what they were? No. Right, so hey, how would I know idea. what they were? I have an idea. Why don't we play uh, the uh, Christmas edition of the uh, trailer game? We should come back you to know, this No, it's okay. Listen. No, it's not over. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my lap. We're going to have – this is the – you know what? This is like the Christmas episode. It would be funny if it was a Christmas episode, but we really all – it was like the worst, more fighting than ever before. What, Eric, is everything good over there? Like real Christmas. Great. Yeah, like real Christmas. No, I like Christmas. Best thing we ever did was stop giving gifts to each other. Boy, between not worrying, except for the little kids. I love buying them gifts. Uh, not so. You and the adults in the family don't give gifts to each other? Well, here's what happened. All right, I'm going to make this really short. Um, I called, Why? You're right. You okay? <laughs> oh, it's a sultry lion. She comes by all the time. You want to pet her? Sultry lion. Yeah, pet her. She's nice. Funny. She loves it. Tiger. <laughs> hey, don't tell me dogs aren't primal. I played that with Ursula, the dog at the house. That lion. Play the line again. I'm not exaggerating. Play it. Just this clean sound. I put through the speakers at the house. She went fucking nuts. She did? Like anything else wouldn't do it, but something about that. She was like doing Ursula this. is your housekeeper, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Todd, is there a lion in the house? <laughs> Thank you. All right. We, we almost needed help getting out of that bit. But Blake Wexler helps us get out of bits now. We have a bit. It goes on too long. We just play this now. The bit. The bit. The bit is on fire. We don't need no water. Let that fucking bit burn. Burn, motherfucking bit. Burn. Burn, motherfucking bit. Burn. Burn, motherfucking bit. Burn. Burn, motherfucking bit, 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 burn. That bit, that bit, that bit is on fire. We don't need no water, let that motherfucker burn. Burn, motherfucking bit, burn. Burn, motherfucking bit, burn. That's a, that's a wrap. Thanks for playing the music in the background, Chris. <laughs> While we were doing it, Chris kept... I feel like you should play the bailout at the end of the fuck this bit bit. <laughs> oh, you're right. You think it needs it? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> uh-uh. 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 That bit... No, 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 no. Turn everything off. Everything off. Completely. And play that. <laughs> Remember what we talked about? Why don't you number those? Because I'm sitting next to him. It was, hold on, hold on. We're keeping this in. He didn't have a problem knowing which one to play. He's fucking around. He's yeah. fucking. No, really? Wait, Todd, why don't you? Why don't you just number those? Because it's easier just to point. Or, just, wait, wait, or wait, wait, can you just adopt Chris so then when you hit him, yeah, you won't get arrested? Yeah, isn't that isn't that funny? If you want to beat the shit out of somebody, just uh, adopt um, them. adopt them. No, there was people that annoyed me, so I adopted them so I could hit them. Right. Anyway, listen, um, my mouth is dry. I know I'm making sense, everybody. If I'm making sense to one listener, that means that's who, that's who I'm at. This is who the show is for. Sure. I can't please the masses. Do you want to play the trailer game? No, not yet. Christmas edition? Not yet. Um, I like that. What was that? What? I heard bird chirping. 
If you didn't play bird chirping, I swear to God, I will see medical help. Because <laughs> I thought I heard bird chirping. Uh, what if you did that to make me nuts? Wait, everyone act like this is not true. Chris, are you playing bird chirping music? No, no, I'm not playing Okay, anything. guys, come on. I'm not hearing anything. No, guys, this isn't even... I don't hear anything. Okay, I'm not going to do a bit. I'm going to cut right to our... Thank Wait. God we have a safe word on the show. You swear to God you don't hear bird chirping. No, what do you hear? Describe it. I hear, like, Lynn, nobody over there hears bird chirping. Why would he download bird chirping? Well, because we do bits on the show. Now I don't know. There's no bird chirping. What kind of bird do you think it is? I don't know. I hear bird. Oh, guys, look me in the eye because I don't want to do this. No, You don't hear any bird chirping. I swear to God, I hear nothing. You hear bird chirping? No. Do you hear bird chirping, Will? Wait, wait, Todd, stop. Like, listen, right now, do you hear something? Yes! Wait, shh. Is like, it coming from outside? Chirp, 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 chirp. Oh, now I heard it. No, that was me, you idiot. Oh, oh. Uh, it's probably coming from outside. <laughs> Seriously. Honest, guys, now I'm getting nervous. I know you think it's like a bit... Swear can you, can to... You, can, you, can you do it a little bit more? Like, what does it sound like? Oh, I hear it. I mean, I'm, do, I'm saying chirpy, chirpy. I'm not doing a good job. I can't make the sound... Like, stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah. No, I don't hear that. All right, well, then I have a... Start playing other sound effects. And then say, I hear, you, okay, you guys don't hear the rain. Keep playing. Keep going nuts. You guys don't hear cows. Cows in the rain? You don't hear cows in the rain? Okay. You don't hear cows in the rain and a heart monitor? On life support. On, a, on life, a cow? You don't hear That's a cow, a cat, a rain, and a guy, and a cow on life support? You don't hear that. You don't hear the cow, and you don't hear the splashing. You don't hear the splashing. You don't hear the rain. You don't hear the cows. No. Are you shitting me? Um, okay. You don't hear the scary, uh, woo, the background. You don't, okay. You don't hear a symphony. Okay, you don't hear the beeper and the drums and the symphony and the cat crying. You hear none of that. You don't hear the symphony. You don't hear that. You don't hear the car, the race car, the symphony, the boo in the background. You hear none of this stuff. The cat crying in the beginning. Okay, there's a, there's a sound. There's a cat. There's a there's a revving car, a revving car. You don't hear a revving car. No? You don't hear a revving I hear, car. God, I, all I hear is you talking. You just hear me talking. Mm-hmm. So to the rest of this audience, you're saying it sounds like this. Okay, I hear a cow. I hear a cow. I hear a bird chirping. I hear a cow. I, you don't hear a, 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 a sound of a car pulling off. Uh, th- that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Maybe oh, you, that's not the way it is. Maybe you just have so many sound effects in your mind. <laughs> you're going funny. crazy. You know what? That bit's funny. I defend it. I, no one said it wasn't. Ah. All right. That's good. Okay. What time is it? 825. My mouth is so dry. Mm. I'm drinking straight Jack right now because I'm cool and I have a tattoo. Is it my fault? <laughs> is that my fault? Chris, are you enjoying yourself at all? <laughs> I always feel like I need to explain a bit. Like he, It always starts from the silliest thing. All right, let's go. Enough with that. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going uh, to do a few more minutes, and then guess what? I love, uh, I love when we get someone to sing right here. So uh, Grandma Dirt. Let's let's uh, you know call her by her name. I loved it. I loved it. As soon as I heard Grandma Dirt, like, what do you expect? And then she walked up. I was like, that's why I loved it because that's not what I expected. Anyway, so there's that. And then uh, what else? is there anything? Let me my brother. We'll do a few. We'll do like five minutes and then uh, plugs. Can I plug a date? No, we'll do it in the opening. Yeah, go ahead, plug it. I don't care. Uh, New Year's Eve. I yeah. uh, will be in uh, Milwaukee Comedy Cafe. So if you uh, live in uh, or around Milwaukee. Come out or uh, yeah, by the just, way, you just, sell it great. You want to make someone kill me. themselves? Just text uh, me or email me. Oh, uh, to my website for the tickets, and I will uh, either put you on the list. 
They're or, not going. Uh, gate. Make here, sure you get in. Here, here's how you sell it. Ready? Here's you. Uh, put some reverb in my voice. Why not? In my voice. My voice. <laughs> oh, my God. Todd's. If you want to come to my comedy show in Milwaukee, January 4th. You want to come hey, see you me? Hats. I'll go to Pat's. And then I'll go to Gino's. I'll go to Pat's. Chinos, and then I'll bobbity boom, and I'll get a different sound, something like this, maybe something like that. Shut it off. Comedy right, so, Cafe Milwaukee, please okay. come out. It's going to be very come cold, out. and I'm going to be very miserable. Let me say, let me tell you something. Now go see Daniel's show. It's 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 seriously, it's it's something to be seen. It really is. <laughs> 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 Buy your tickets last minute. You'll be fine. <laughs> Daniel, you know, Buy your tickets at the door. By the way, you know the only reason I'm not uh, – it applies to me in some cities. In some cities. I don't want you to think <laughs> – I don't want you to think I'm not doing a little better than you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the kids love me. I have a very young demographics. Um, so, And then uh, Lynn's going to do some fun stuff on the Late Show with us. Um, and then I'm, I'm, a lot of stuff I'm very much looking forward to. What's the matter, Lynn? You stretching? <laughs> do you mind if I do? You know, Grandma Dirt asked me, do you mind? Well, the show's going on if I do some aerobics. <laughs> she did. She did. And when I thought about it, I go, that would be funny. Like, if you go, went, went to a music show and did aerobics, you're just like, come on, I like the stretch. Do you mind if I do my insanity workout in yeah. the middle of your show? And they go, can you run the music through the system? I work <laughs> out better. You think, mm-hmm. oh, you're not going to do it silently? Is there a so, shower here? Hold on. Men, 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 men. You know what? I'm very fair to you. No, not men, men, men. Okay. Maybe you deserve both. Okay, listen. So my brother Spencer, I called him today. We're gonna do this, and then we're gonna uh, we're gonna hear Amy. This is the last thing. I know how to sell it. I do radio. This is what I do. Mm -hmm. People don't know it. What did Spencer say? There's a reason thirty thousand to fifty thousand people download the show a week. Mm -hmm. They're happy that I'm. uh, You know. You know. They want me to know it. (laughs) 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 All right. (laughs) So uh, my brother is a teacher, and he called me today from his classroom. And I said, uh, would you have your kids uh, sing a Christmas song? So he called me back, and they sang. The quality's not going to be great, but you know what? This yeah, is they're just, just kids. They, they don't know how to sing yet. No, they, they, no, no. <laughs> Hello, and oh. happy holidays to all of Todd's podcast fans out there in podcast land. This is Teacher Spencer Glass in his Philadelphia classroom, room 203, with a little holiday song for you. You know what? That melt made me melt. Mm-hmm. And it made me think, like, back to something I'm always trying to say. Like, they're just adorable at that age, and they're just so wide-eyed, and they're just so – just don't take that for granted when you're he raising kids. He's at a community college, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Hold on. That doesn't. Don't. No, wait, wait, wait. The God love him. God love him. What if you don't believe in God? Whoever. George Carlin love him. Yeah. Okay, so where was I talking about? Please, I'm ready to. That, that makes you, made, made you melt. Oh, yeah, it made me melt because they're just kids that are just so innocent and so wide-eyed and, like, it's, they're so pure. And it's like I do look at them and I go, just give them the respect they deserve. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it's like the same old thing. You're not saying that you can't be a perfect parent, but you can, you're not perfect at anything, but you strive to be. And just you have something incredible and, you, and, you, and it just happens to be under your wing. Like, just l- nurture it. I know enough people talk about the discipline end of it, but go off on how much respect you need to show a child and how much, you know, respect. You flood a kid with fucking respect and love, he'll take discipline. Mm-hmm. And if not, then you have a serious then child that's probably not well. And you, should, you still should be respecting it and, and looking into it in other ways. You show a kid a lot of respect, they'll take the discipline. But pe- I don't hear people go off on the respect part. And that's why I like Mr. Rogers, because you look at those videos from years ago. And that's what, that's what when I well, heard kids that. Kids are very we, perceptive. Like, they, they can pick up inconsistencies. You've got to live as it. A parent. Yes, and if you don't live it, that's where a lot of that comes from. Mm-hmm. If you're inconsistent with your kid, they, they may not be consciously making that conclusion, but they're picking it up. Yeah, of and, course and, they and, are. And, and however they're acting out or if they're misbehaving, that is a reflection yes. on your inconsistency. Yeah. And, is it, and then I think I always need to remind myself. People go, oh, I bet if you did it, it's hard. Oh, I believe me. I get it's fucking hard. But you still got to do what's right. So anyway, uh, not to turn into a negative thing. So when I heard that, I just thought of those children just singing and my brother. And, you know, my brother really loves what he does. Like, he's a good teacher. Mm-hmm. He loves it. He loves it. Is you he know? pro uh, the unions, teachers' unions? Or Who is he gives a them? shit? Anyhow, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Now that'll score points. Anything I say, he That's goes. What if, what if he's so positive with me? I go, hey, a four out of five. I go to the same joke uh-huh. every time. Four out of five people suffer from diarrhea. That means one guy enjoys it. <laughs> hey. You get all the good ones. And then Daniel just starts the talk. Yeah. <laughs> all right, listen. So, so there's that. Now here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to take a, a break, and then we're going to let Amy set up. And then we're going to end this show off in 2012. We're going to listen to this. Talk about this being a teaser. This was a fun show. The next show, we're going to uh, tell stories that uh, something about that meant something to like you, something you remember your parents for. You know what I mean? You just remember from them. It could, and then there's uh, you know, something you did with them that was fun. Could have been, yeah, we, it was something simple. Mm-hmm. Or, and it could also be, how, what do you, how do you, what's a good quality you have because of them? You didn't know it when you were younger, but you're like, you know what, maybe my mom, whatever level, you could have had a great mom, you could have had a not-so-great mom, but you're still saying, what's a great quality? Even if your mom was legitimately crazy, like maybe she's in a jail right now, she's in, a, she's in an institution or something, and she's legitimately crazy, not just normal, good, loving mm-hmm. mom crazy, but let's even then. You can try to. Now, I'm sure there's some circumstances, but obviously. Yeah, it'd be funny if I was No, like, no, no. I don't want to get into an area of too serious. I know. there might be somebody that that's hard for them to do. But you know what I mean. My Just mom think. is committed now, but it's because of her. I can't leave my house unless I check every appliance 50 times. <laughs> no. And that's a quality I picked up from no, my mom. No, not if it interrupts my story. <laughs> so anyway, so that's what we're going to do. And then we're going to tell two stories about ourselves. And you're going to have to guess which one's fake. Like, when I was seven, I did this. And then you tell another story. When I was blank, I did that. One of them's fakes. One of them's real. 
My mom to this day. You like that idea? Anytime. Can't I you guys talk about it? Like it's a great idea. It's a great idea. It's a great oh, idea no, 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 no. I don't want to make it. Just. I mean, I don't want to do this shit where I have to stop the show and then we edit it. But we're gonna do it. Hey, Tom. We're gonna fuck. Hold on. Okay. Shit. Hold on. I'm holding. We're gonna do it. Do make what? a clean edit. And when I talk about the, uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> Seriously, and don't you do this, Mark? Tr- when he I just kno- want to tell my story. He, so knows, I'm, 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 he knows when I'm I forget. In the clear. He knows when I forget where I'm at. That helping me doesn't help him because that no. means I get to tell my story. What were we just talking about? You say don't don't laugh right about my mom. Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> no, I didn't. Come on. No, no, and then you said Daniel, go ahead with your story. Yeah, yeah that was the end of it. Then I <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Right. Okay, you won. Uh, you win. Guess right, what? I right, hope the, the audience. No, no. You weren't ready for the kicker. I hope the audience. Are you is, ready for the kicker? Very upset with you right now because people are not getting to hear the rest of my. I, I might have been going somewhere, and my, I might have got derailed. But does the listening audience? Because hey, you never make any mistakes. Is there a chance that I was telling a good story, but I got derailed, and you should help me, or or not? Yes. Well, then why are you doing this to me? Do you want? Do you want to know the kicker? <laughs> I forgot my story. Ah! <laughs> I have no idea what I was going to say. Well, you know what? Good. Uh, God, will get, God will get you. There's a God. Podcast karma. There's a God. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a break. Play. Uh, what can we play during this break? Let's play um, um, uh, something Christmassy would be great. By Bing Genie. Cosby. All right. Yeah, play. Well, no, we got stuff on the board. Okay? Anything. feel good this next week's the christmas episode it's part two of this um i feel like people are like you're talking about part two a lot let me tell you something nothing's as good as part one i mean we had a special thing part two that's why they called it part two <laughs> it's the afterthought it's the, no, really. well, so uh here we are so amy's up there amy um we'll say it on the opening of the show but i know she has a cd being uh well it's not cds anymore you do Okay, so we'll, we'll put all the information for that on the opening of the show. I'll, I'll say it when I do the opening. People, have, uh, you know, those openings have really become a thing. <laughs> no laughs at all? Seriously? What are you silent laughing over here for? I need laughs into the mic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, thank you. Amy gets it. All right, so there. Picture it here, folks. It's just like the stew. We're in a studio. It's completely dark. We got maybe five or six candles lit. And then the stage is very dimly lit, and Amy's standing up there. We uh, just came back from a nice Christmas song. What? And hold on. What if I obviously... And also, playing drums tonight is Mr. Lynn Shore. How about a nice... Come on, let's sell it. I don't want it to sound like a room with two people. Chris? Lynn Shore on drums. Amy Ferguson. So we'll we'll put all that stuff about Amy Ferguson uh, uh, on uh, the opening. So uh, now, uh, Grandma Dirt. That's how I... That's how I was introduced to her. So I went to that comedy place, the, uh, what's it called again? Wits End. Wits End, and uh, they said uh, Amy Ferguson. Oh, no, they say Grandma Dirt. I, I got it. They say Grandma Dirt. And then uh, I was like, I like this song. So I asked her to do it here. No big deal. It's just all the way it happened. Very simple. So Amy Ferguson. Oh, Grandma Dirt. <laughs> At least it's real. You leave this in, right? <laughs> no. Grandma Dirt. Oh, come on, let's. 
probably one of the best feelings for me that I ever had in the studio. Now leaving Nerdist.com.